2: hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of the beautiful game podcast it's been a minute i just want to apologize (laughs) but getting you know professionals within football and you know players onto the platform is not an easy feat so i'm sure you guys will forgive us and Mm. we've got a very special episode to bring you and with my man Dej, what are you saying, my guy? Yeah, man, just to back
3: up what you're saying, especially this time of the season, you know, the players are going through the trenches right now, like midweek games, you know, it's an intensive part of the season, but we're going to keep trying our best to make sure we deliver good content. And I think you guys are going to love, love, love
2: this podcast. So I'm, you know, delighted to announce we're joined in the studio with Arsenal footballer Eddie Nketiah. (laughs) No, thank you guys. Good to be here, man. Good to be here, man. Bro,
3: it's about time and we've (laughs) been chopping it up for a bit. (laughs) And and Edda's like, boys, I got you. I got you. Don't worry, man. And look, you come true,
4: man. (laughs) Yeah, man. I come true, man. South of the river. Come on. Come on. We're good, man.
2: Yeah, man. So let's just kick things off from the very beginning. Obviously, I know you're from Ends. I'm from Lewisham myself. So take us back to those days, man. Yeah, man. So I grew up in Deptford,
4: obviously, southeast London, Lewisham. and. Yeah, like every kid, man, you just love football in it ends, man. Going to the cages, playing on the street, hitting cars, doing doing every everything. <laughs> no, everything ball no, no ball games, no ball games. games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smashing <laughs> balls at those sides, like just mm. anything, man. So I feel like that kind of just made me who I am, you know, made me want to play football, give me that hunger to like never really like accept being told no, you know, like I think growing up from there, it's not easy, you know, so... My family did everything to support me and allow me to get into positions where I can, you know, do things for myself. And obviously, my goal is always to get out the ends. You know, I'm able to have done that for my family myself. So yeah, that's good, man. And yeah, I miss I miss those days. I can't lie, I miss the days (laughs) of playing the cage, just free knockouts or whatever it is, man. So
3: no that's that's how it kind of started no those are the glory days Wembley FA all of them days but yeah so when was that moment where you knew that hmm I've got a spark for football that you were attracting attention or you went to your first like football team and that
4: I would say probably just from the ends man like you know you just get the buzz man everyone everyone's trying to select you first for for knockouts or for team games so I'll probably say that when I was in primary school um I knew I was obviously good like I could do what I wanted to do in a playground and you know <laughs> you, you I knew you, yeah, you could tell that you, you had something but obviously you didn't know you didn't really know what exactly it was so I'd say I really got into team because I was I remember I used to play in the street and it was like in a cage and someone was walking by and like they literally said to me like oh I think they worked at Mill or something and they was like oh like you're really good man like you should go go play but obviously at least i'm thinking like oh um, <laughs> man i ain't got time for all that but i was just trying to enjoy with the random with the so it was mainly when i was i used to play in the house kick balls in the house and i, I think i broke something in the house my <laughs> mom said like to my dad like get this guy out of it, like go take him to some club <laughs> so i was like eight on the nines i went to hilly fielders oh yeah hilly yeah, fielders, yeah a few yeah, players have been there, there yeah. and, on the part they used to play out, so I was there for like a season you know but even then it wasn't like too serious because like you know Sunday like everyone I'm a Christian so In we used church. to go to church. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but the games are like 11 so
1: <laughs> I have to go to church <laughs> yeah, so yeah,
4: yeah. I used to go to church come my little like shirt <laughs> a little <laughs> snitch outfit and I used to like come but like late so the game had started and I'll be pulling up and the coach used to always get so angry but like I had to do it, so I used to come on. Sub you on straight away. Nah, to be fair, <laughs> like say I'll come like 30th minute. I'll respect you, told me like yes, wait till half time, number, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? But a few times we're losing, they might just speed up a bit. So even just little stuff like that. Obviously, I used to always come in and score and, and do well and stuff, so I used to kind of get a pass, but <laughs> it was just those little things that when you look at it now, like if you just turn up to a game like midway through and that, like. It's not really serious, innit? it? But I feel like that's what made it like fun because there was no pressure. Mm -hmm. So I was doing well there for like a year. I was only there for about a year. Then towards the end of the season, we had like a little tournament and there was a few scouts there and I got picked up at the time by Charlton and Chelsea. Yeah. So obviously Charlton was closer. So, and the guy was a bit more. I knew the guys come to a few more games, you know, so we started off going there. It was okay. I didn't really... To be honest, I didn't really like it there, to be fair. What, what
3: was it about? It, the style of football or... What? I don't know,
4: you know. I just felt different. Like, I missed just playing with, like, my friends. Oh, like, Hilly okay. Forders like, and stuff like that. And I remember I went to one tournament and, like... <laughs> I went, but I wasn't playing enough. Like, everyone else... Obviously, the boys are signing that. Like, I'm childish childless that. Like, I was like, bro, like, I'm overplaying. playing. I'm <laughs> to show how good I am, innit? And, yeah, I don't know what happened. My dad just said, that. Like, listen, like, we'll just... <laughs> That's alright. Like we just went and the guys are like, oh no, stay, stay. So it was like, let's try Chelsea and then see. And then I went to Chelsea. We had like a, you know, back in the day they used to have like trial ID. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: So it was like kind of like I don't know what it was, but it was like hundred and twenty kids at the time oh. that, that came to like a big event that was like doing mm-hmm. drills, games and stuff. And mm-hmm. my mom. Me some bright yellow tops. <laughs> <I> <laughs> some bright yellow tops, and they could not miss me. Like literally, he could not miss me. I remember, obviously, I done my
2: thing, and two. You w- can only wear those yellow tops when you're the best player there, though, isn't it?
4: <laughs> nah, it <laughs> <laughs> well, no yeah, pressure, still, but my mom said, make sure you wear something bright, like catch their <laughs> catch their attention. It what It must have worked. To be fair, at the end, two of us got through. Me and I don't know if you know a boy called Vashon Vashon We used to be at um, West Ham, is anyway is that now? but me and him got through kind of thing and we got through and then we went to another trial and it was like with the actual team i think it was like a six week trial but like or well, six to eight weeks but i had a trip booked for my family to ghana after like four and a half weeks so yeah. like <laughs> we played and then obviously i was doing well scoring more. my dad was like tim like obviously paid for the family trip he's got to go obviously mm. so kind of can you make a decision early kind of thing so yeah that all went well and then I got in and that was probably, I joined at the end of under nine, so start off under-10s and then yeah. that's kind of how it started into the academy from there.
3: Okay, so like obviously you left Chelsea to go to Arsenal, what was the main reason for you leaving Chelsea?
4: <laughs> it wasn't really my choice to be fair because I was at Chelsea from under-10s to 14s and I got released at the end of under fourteen, so that was kind of my first like big setback in football, you know, and it was, it come by surprise to be honest, like. Uh, I was in the same age as that obviously Declan at Chelsea Mason and all those guys so obviously when you're young all you, oh, you know you know like going Chelsea in school you're known as the kid play for Chelsea you know yeah, what I mean like yeah, in the yeah, ends yeah, everyone yeah. knows you like a yeah, yeah, young yeah, guy yeah, from yeah, Chelsea yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like
3: <laughs> is that is that is part of your identity so yeah, it's like, yeah. it's hard to let go man it's hard to let go. So how and, did you find that though because I think a lot of people like wrapped up in the success they see yeah, footballers yeah. the cars you know the jewellery etc but Footballers have to go through hardships, exactly, man. Like, exactly, so, like, yeah. how did you? How did that setback register to you?
4: It was tough to take, to be fair, because especially because I was doing so well, you know, at the time I was doing really well. Like, I was obviously a bit smaller than everyone else physically, but like, I was still doing really well. Technically, I was good. I was scoring goals. So, not to say I thought I was going to get something, but you was more thought it was likely that he was going to get something. So, it came as more like a bigger shock, you know. So. Yeah, it was tough to take, man. I remember just going into school, people were like, oh, you got training tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking, (laughs) how (laughs) do I break this one? But luckily, like, it wasn't too long a gap between the two. And funny story, like, Charlie Gilmore used to be at Arsenal. Um, So every time I used to play at Arsenal, I used to always do well against Arsenal. So I think even we played them twice that season, I scored two in both games. So. Like, the dad, his dad was a scout, obviously, and he heard I'd not been. Charlie reached out to me and heard I didn't play, and he's like, Oh, my dad's a scout for Arsenal. Like, would you be interested? I said, Of course I will, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I've supported Arsenal as well, innit? Obviously, at the time, Chelsea scouted me, so, bro, Chelsea's one of the best academies, you're going to yeah, go there. Yeah. But obviously, my family and everything's Arsenal support. So, as soon as that kind of opportunity, opportunity came up, it was man. I think, Palace at the time. I was like, I might as well, obviously, try with Arsenal, and obviously, thankfully it went well so I think that kind of helped obviously with the setback I remember when I got the phone call I was crying all my family was sad man because obviously it's like it's part it's of you man, yeah, man. I can't remember that next day at school was, it wasn't the same school, I'll, be, was I'll, yeah. be, I'll, be, I'll be calling in sick man <laughs> 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 the, fun, the weirdest thing just like bro like, you just the day I remember it was like Tuesday or something we had like supposed to have trained on Thursday but I don't have no training for no, <laughs> no training. I'm going back home with the kids today. Like. There's little things like that innit but I feel like when I look at it now like it's it made me stronger man like I can deal with like at the time that felt like my world was coming to an end yeah, like things yeah. bounced back and got even better for me obviously if I look at it now so I feel like that kind of helped me become stronger.
2: So <laughs> what is it about the Arsenal Academy because obviously we've seen yourself reese nelson josh de silva Mm. who's actually gone to brentford um, bakaya saka who's a sensational Mm. talent like what is it about the academy that brings through all these like young ballers consistently
4: i'll just say it's a a good environment so obviously you have to say their recruitment is good because they get good talent man and i feel like when you're young and you're playing around like better players you like naturally raise your game and stuff but No, it's good, man. It's coaching's good. I think when you look through to the Haylen, all the way through to like the first team, always good coaches, good people. They make you feel comfortable, and I can only speak highly of it through my time at the academy. And obviously, as I went to full time, it just felt like it got better and better. The coaching and stuff. So I'll say that plus mixed with the fact that they they have a pathway for the young players, you know. You see other people doing it. Like, you see young players playing the first team. Like, when I was coming through, obviously, you probably see, like, what, tubers and stuff playing. So, it's like, it feels possible, you know. Yeah, it feels yeah. like that you can't be what you can't see, basically. Exactly, exactly. And you feel that. And I feel like, even more so, like, nowadays, like, to see so many of us in and around and guys like B and M's playing, like, we could have regulars for us, you know, like, main players. So, I feel like it's going to give the next set of, you know, generation like even more confidence to kind of break through and obviously at at the end of the day I don't know who's going to come through or who's not but at Arsenal one thing you always feel like you have that chance to potentially be that one to come through so i say that's probably the most important thing as a youngster.
3: Yeah so like progressing going up the ranks obviously I know you must have been making a name for yourself in the younger age groups so when was that moment where you started getting called up to train with like the first team?
4: i will probably say like 18 so for me like as I first went to Arsenal problem was I thought I was always good technically and obviously like a threat uh, offensively but physically I wasn't really developed I was always smaller and I felt like f- when I went to Arsenal first that under 15's age was probably like one of the toughest of my career because it's like you're playing against some people that are like 5 foot 10 you know what I mean like <laughs> some, some ringers. Guys, basically. <laughs> you know the ringers that like, they have the mad growth spurt and that I was like also I'm thinking where's my growth spurt you know like I'm like and so I'm playing against 5 foot 10 centre-backs like or the striker I'm competing, he's like, I remember Justice Silver used to play out front. Monster. Like, <laughs> this guy's like, I'm a monster. Like, I'm looking at him like, bro, this guy's got his man build already. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a little. So it's like, you kind of, but then when I think of it, like, that kind of helped me. Because I remember coaches saying, like, if you can beat a guy at five foot ten now and you're this size, well, about when you mm. have his strength. So I feel like that's where I got, like, kind of my movement. I used to think with my dad all the time, like, ways to get advantage. Like, I watch, obviously, movements and timings and stuff. So I felt like
3: that. So which movement, like, did you used to watch? Like, which striker did you try and, like, mirror their game?
4: A lot, man. I used to watch, obviously, clips of Wrighty, clips of Thierry and stuff like that. Players that, obviously, more modern, like Jermaine Defoe. I used to love Jermaine Defoe yeah. as well, man. Like, he was, obviously, small. He, he always found a way to get those half a yards and stuff like that. And, obviously, to this day, I still watch. someone like, Jamie Vardy, like, their movement's mm. incredible, you know. So I always try to pick up little pieces and my dad's, big with that like he always helped me like just come up with little ways of how to get get a little advantage so yeah and I'll say that that definitely helped and as for when I felt it was kind of it was when I went full-time you know like so obviously at 16 you get offered scholarships yeah, yeah, so yeah. obviously I've got just a two-year scholarship some people have got one year scholar two year pro three year pro or two year, you know they've got their pros promise so it's like obviously it's nice but in that little thing as well you feel a bit of like not a shake, but you know what I mean so <laughs> it gives you that motivation as well like they got a pro I ain't yeah, got a pro it's yeah, like yeah. you got that chip on your shoulder and I felt like I just had that like when I look in now like I was hungry like pff, I could come on like players they because I remember I signed obviously and there was like maybe like two strikers signing from foreign like Daniel Marlon ah, Yasin yeah, in yeah, my yeah. He's position doing you know now I mean? Dortmund now. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. He's a good player so they've come in now for big money you know I'm coming on a tier year scholarship so they're obviously naturally ahead of you but it's like I didn't really care, like I just had that mentality, like I'm going to take that shirt and make it mine. I felt like when I went full time, it just clicked, like I started playing, at the beginning I wasn't playing as much but I'll come on and score every game and then naturally I made that shirt my own and then obviously the more goals I scored, I scored on a lot at youth level, then I got recognised for England and stuff and then as I the know started building up that's when I started training with the first team, obviously a bit
2: more regularly maybe when I was like 17. So was there like ever any time where you're thinking Oh, I'm 17, 18, like for example, Josh, he made a decision to leave and go Brentford. Mm. Was there any other time like when you were thinking, hmm, maybe for my development, I may need to go on loan or I potentially need to leave or I've got a big decision to make. Was there any that sort of time when you were coming through?
4: I would say at the beginning, not so much because like my trajectory was kind of just like that because I was at the bottom. Like, so, and I'm going, going up and it's like, I'm getting closer like I'm overtaking these people. I'm starting over these people. I'm, um, say they need three players like it's me Joe and Reese going every week you know rather than others so it's like you don't really feel obviously at the time it's like I'm 17 so it's like I'm not really like I need to be playing in the first team now I'm playing 23s I'm just on the verge you know I'm playing for England so that at that stage not so much probably when I got older then I started to realise because I've come on 18 now I've scored my first two goals or whatever I've played a bit more and then You've made progress under manager like Arsene Wenger yeah you know and then he leaves end of season new manager back to square one you know mm. I'm in my head thinking well I've made like well I made 10 appearances maybe in my first year at obviously scored a couple so you're thinking obviously next now I can start you know starting games or competing but then a new manager comes in and he just wants results you know so mm. yeah. it's back to the proud, you got to prove yourself again <laughs> and that's probably the season where I first thought like Obviously i signed a five year deal before, but I thought maybe I need to go on loan, you know, like I think I'm good enough to play. And funny enough, like when I was 19, that season, obviously as you know, coming, I was obviously playing a lot more before and then as he's coming, I'm not playing as much. So it gets to that like, Christmas and play. I'm training with the first team every day on the bench, but I'm not coming on and stuff like that. So
3: one thing when we speak to footballers, they've got a gripe with like, just show me where I stand kind of thing. Yeah, Let me yeah. know what's the plan. Do you rate me? Am I going to be getting minutes? Mm-hmm. Did Una Emre sort of communicate that with you? He did, but it was more so like, I believe in you, your time will come. But You want to see action. Exactly. See you. Show you me see, the minutes.
4: Exactly. You want to see action. And thinking about, I can understand, like I'm a centre forward. Bro, we've got, at that time, we had, what, Aubameyang and Lacazette, two top strikers. Like, even so, being around is obviously good at that age, but it's like, because of the progress I would felt like I'd made last mm-hmm. year, I felt like, next step i did this last year at 18 and the next step is to to play more to play more you know and obviously at the end of the day he's just come in man like he wants results you get he's not really thinking so much probably about let me just give guys opportunities and stuff so it's kind of like i always see it like sometimes what his objective what he wants is not really what i need at this current moment and that's when i started looking obviously i said listen he wanted me to stay on i said i think i need to go and play games you know so it was january i had a very good offer Funny enough. Oh, uh, Where's that from? Augsburg in the Bundesliga. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was 19. Like, they offered me the number nine shirt. Jens Lehmann was working there at oh, the yeah, time. as yeah. was his assistant mm-hmm. manager. So, everything was in place. Because, obviously, he was saying no to me prior to that. Like, we need you around. We need you around. I was like, like listen, like, please. I think I need <laughs> to play you. Like. <laughs> yeah. Please, bro. Like, me, you get that? No, no, I'm like, Please, bro, I'm going to his office. Like, please, bro. Let me go. He like. said, like, oh, okay, okay. So, everything's agreed now. Like, it's deadline day as well, isn't it? So, I fly over with my agent, my family, like, I go to meet them, innit? So, I get there now, and, like, I see a call, innit? Yeah. From a number, <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, like, t- you get this, all the time to be <laughs> take a call, bro, like, you can congratulate me when it's done. So, I do the medical, that like, I'm on the back doing the medical, bro, and then, I go to meet the manager and the sporting director. Like, yes, laid me on the shirt and catch her nine. I'm thinking, you <laughs> <that way?" laughs> yeah, I think we're in. At the time, it's like Bundesliga. They was like mid table. Like, it's a good move. Like, at 19, it's a good move. You know, at like, number nine shirt. And then I get to obviously the meeting, and then um, my agents like, my agent gets a call in it. Obviously from Huss at the time, he was doing the obviously negotiations yeah, yeah. and stuff. And he's like, you know, Emmy wants to speak to Eddie innit? it. Like, that's the number that's been calling. you. So I'm yeah. thinking like, bro, this <laughs> guy, this is, yeah, I'm thinking surely <laughs> yeah. not, man. Like maybe he's calling me again to wish me good luck again, but I just <laughs> spoke to him last night, like he said good luck. So I call it and he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, like you can't like allow this to go through, like, you know, we're short up front, we need you, we're uh, Like, we got man City on the weekend, you're gonna be involved, so I'm just thinking like I'm here, though. Like I spoke to you last night, you've given me permission. Like, I've flown here with like my family Like I'm here with my family, bro. Yeah. Like the shirts there. Like I can see yeah, the. Sh- yeah. and you're telling me come back. And I was t- obviously, once he said that, there's nothing you can do. So I'm here with the guys. My flight's not till. I've not got to book of return flight. It's not till the evening, bro. Like they're like, should we still show you the stadium? And I'm thinking, what's this? Oh, <laughs> you get. It. So I'm like, bro, like, and then I come back now, and bro, to the end of the season, I play three games, like one star I'm like bro a Bundesliga team is going to let me play every week and then that's when I realised like those little things just when it starts adding up like at the end of the day the club's going to do what's best for them so yeah. and I say people always see this like they might think oh like the situation you're just happy like no I want to play games like I understand the situation I'm in and I've gone to this fact where I've gone to do this and I feel like that's what really kicked me like you know what bro like at the end of the season, like, I'm going on load. That's what made me yeah. go to Leeds. That like. yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah. like, oh, I'm going there because like, but I can't afford to have another year wasted, especially when I made so much progress. So yes, yeah, that was a funny story, but it's just like
3: that's mad. People one. won't know this like, exactly. So like, do you feel misled by Unai Emery then, basically? Because as you said, you just played three games. He's saying you're going to be. Involved. I wouldn't
4: say misled because at the end of the day, you're contracted to Arsenal, isn't it? And it's like I still improved, I still developed and stuff. But it's just like. At that time, was it the best thing for my development at the time? Probably not. And obviously, I just felt like the way it went about, if you say no, then you say no. But if you go somewhere and come back, it's obviously a lot harder to take, in it? But at the end of the day, he's a good manager. That was still a good year. I got to play in the Europa League. I travelled, obviously, to the final on the bench and stuff. So still got experience, but I was obviously weighing it up against the opportunity cost that was at, on the table. Yeah, so obviously, yeah. like,
2: obviously, from a personal point of view, not the best. Talk to us very quickly about your spell at Leeds. It didn't quite work out, some yeah. would say. Why why was that? I would say it
4: was it was obviously a difficult um it was a good I would say it was a good spell to be fair. I learned a lot, I improved a lot. I worked under a great manager. And I'll probably say it's just at first I probably underestimated how could say like stubborn he was, like to the fact where it's like he really like believes in like The team being together and like this is a set of players like X Y Z. Obviously, when you go somewhere, like I'm not gonna go somewhere. I don't think I'm gonna play. So obviously, I've spoken to people and yeah. Obviously, I know I'm gonna walk into the team, but I felt like I had a lot of other options, you know, like abroad as well and obviously other teams in the championship. But I just felt like Leeds with the profile of the club, the way they wanted to play the football. I felt like it was a good suit and so did the club, you know. And yeah, I think I started really well, bro. I remember like the first six seven games i scored like four goals or something already yeah. and i started a couple in the cup and the rest i was like coming off on the bench you know and it got to a point where i'm thinking like bro that like, what else <laughs> i need <laughs> to do to that like, start Or something? saying yeah, like? yeah. that but he's telling me like just be patient that like, he wants you to learn because it was bro, I've never seen training like that in my life yeah, they like, talk it was about so this murder ball <laughs> <like, laughs> crazy yeah. like structured like drills <laughs> like it's like man's revising for exam, <laughs> like on the pitch you get it like, and nice. the training was intense but I felt like when I look back at that helped me so much because obviously I always trained hard but like I went there like I was feeling that like, I used to I felt like I worked hard like a player that mm. tries to work hard but I was looking around the training thinking like am I lazy like these guys are just mm, sprinting around man. like it really takes man. you out of your yeah, comfort yeah, zone yeah, and yeah, like yeah. it pushed me to like the point where even to this day like I remember going back to Arsenal and training or even going to England like you guys thinking that like, I'm on drugs like the way man's just, running, <laughs> just, just running around, around energy yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, man, it was it was good. But obviously at the time when I got to that stage maybe where I felt like I should have been playing. I had obviously words and it's a sad story. People probably don't know this, but I remember after Sheffield Wednesday, it's probably like nine games in. So I'd been coming on, coming on and obviously I'd scored maybe like four goals at that time or something and Um, we was playing QPR the next day I remember I was speaking to a bear he was at QPR at the time Mm -hmm. so I came on at half time against Sheffield Wednesday I got an assist or something and I played really well obviously Bamford was not really scoring at the time as well so then I remember going in the next week and we did shape it was the day before the game innit and like I'm doing a shape and now I'm seeing myself with the, the stars and you know, I'm looking around I'm like okay so I'm in now you get it. and then he's told me now like yeah like you're playing like this is the run that's gonna be like this is you get this is mm. your time like mm-hmm. and I'm thinking obviously the way he operates in it like once you're in, you're in until yeah, you yeah, 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 until yeah. you break it you're <laughs> <and laughs> in so I'm thinking like okay like, that this is like what October I think maybe October end of October and I remember that session I got like I felt something in it and I uh, I had like an injury in like my my doctor pelvis kind of area. So sad story. I went home. I was thinking, oh, I'm still gonna force it through. But then like I just yes. remember it was it was mad. I went for a scan, and then obviously they said I was gonna be out for a month, and I needed surgery in it. So yes. the day I was gonna start the next game, I remember I couldn't play against the QPR, and I'm out for a month now. I missed the whole of November. I come back in December, and then you look at it. It's like I've started three games but obviously because I've missed a month where I potentially Mm could have played it's like I'm now in December I'm thinking I'm coming back from injury I'm gonna have to do that process again January's around the corner you're thinking at the moment obviously no one's really cared about the injury like obviously I was gonna play but it's like I still have to go back to step one because I've been injured now do you get it so it's like it's December looking at it with Arsenal I've only played what started four or five games like am I willing to wait and redo this process again or am I going to probably come back and reassess things in it? And then yeah, that's like what Yeah, what I wanted
3: to ask as well is that recently like Leeds's new manager came out and said that Marcelo Bielsa overtrains trains these players. Mm. Like obviously being a player under Bielsa were there times where you felt, you know, I'm being pushed to my absolute physical limit kind of thing. This is like, this is a character check. Yeah, no, it's, it's difficult, man. Like obviously I didn't really feel like
4: it's difficult to say, like, where it's like it's wrong, because I felt like, to be fair, he was getting the best out of the players that he had. To be fair, like everyone was improving a lot, even myself. Like, I was playing, but I'm on the of training. It was hard, man. I remember like going. I'm on the to bed when you finish training, bro. sometimes I like to go eat. I can't remember going out to eat any times I'm going back home to sleep. Bro. <laughs> I'll be coming back. Like I'm <laughs> knackered from yeah, training. Like, yeah, I'm actually bro. knackered, bro. Like, mad. I was like wow and that's probably the first time I really felt like I've been put like out of my comfort <laughs> zone like almost every day like I'm coming in like I need to rest so I could be ready for what you get mm. so that nah, is good man I feel like obviously it's difficult you see they like, get a lot of injuries because over time it's like to sustain that intensity while playing insane, like yeah, that yeah. in the <laughs> games it's difficult but in terms of a development point of view it like, helps a lot man it does help a lot
2: yeah so talk to us about this season Arsenal um I would say had a slow start, but you lot have picked up form recently and you're in contention for top four. So how do you sum up this season so far? Yeah, I think obviously, like you said,
4: best way to say it was a slow start, but um, we've picked up. um, I think obviously it's a transitional phase. A lot of players left, a lot of new players come in. So it's going to always take time, you know, but I think obviously you've done well. Team are building, they're growing. Obviously, like you said, we're in contention for top four, which is obviously the aim, obviously for a club like Arsenal. So, no, it's good to obviously see, be part of, obviously, when the team's going out. we got a lot of youngest players, so it's like, it's good that it's growing and you can see that kind of togetherness off and, on and off the pitch, you know. So uh, hopefully we can push and end strong and obviously get top four. That's the, the aim.
3: Yeah, because it's funny because we had Per on the podcast like three games into the season yeah. and this is when you're on the back of like, I think, three defeats. Yeah. Like in the relegation zone. Yeah, so everything yeah. around the club was at like negative. Yeah, I think yeah. you just lost to Man City. So people are Arteta. Like, oh, Teta, you know, yeah, is he the man for the job X, Y, and Z? But I would say so far this season, he's shown that, you know what, he's potentially going to be a top manager because that middle part that you were winning games. Yeah, yeah. And now when you look at the league and Arsenal fans are thinking, ah, oh, you know, we might be throwing this down the drain or we're not going to get top four. But before the season, if you offered Arsenal fans the position you're in right now, I think all of them would have taken it kind of thing. So how did Arteta sort of stare that negative energy and turn it into a positive because the difference was night and day?
4: Yeah, so I'll probably say it was just kind of like just getting us all together. Like, um, obviously at the time as well, Like I remember there was quite a few... I was injured at the time at the beginning of the season, but I remember even like the first game there was like COVID cases, like missing players. So... Thomas was out injured as well with me at the time. So it was like, they didn't really have the full squad together, you know, at the time. Obviously it's an excuse, but I felt like it just took time. Like players had just come, they needed to adapt. So it was more so the manager just like believing in what we're doing and the players and the group. And when you kind of like instill that in us, it's like after a couple of good results, like you just build that kind of togetherness and belief. And I felt like that's what it was after a couple of results, like a few wins, maybe... Not the nicest win or something and then it all mm, just starts clicking you yeah, know and yeah. to be fair to Mikel he's always like stuck to his ways you know it's like this is our identity of how we play this is our principles and like we're going to so keep what's doing it. his that?
3: non-negotiables because he always comes out and says yeah I've got non-negotiables like what would you say?
4: I'd say obviously sticking to the team identity on the pitch and obviously just respecting each other obviously rules in and around the building and
2: and stuff like that so those are probably the, the biggest non-negotiables that he, he has. Eddie, obviously, look, let's keep it real. Like, Mikel has made some massive decisions whilst he's been Arsenal yeah. manager. Obviously, we've seen, like, Aubameyang's left the club. Meza Erzo left the club. Like, as a young player, you're seeing these, you know, p- potentially Arsenal legends, I would say, leaving the club because maybe Arteta doesn't fancy them or he wants to reset the culture of the dressing room. How does that trickle down to the young players how did you react when you're seeing these big names leave the club yeah
4: obviously it's, it's different because you've obviously seen these players like grown up playing and stuff like that but i wouldn't really say it really affect obviously you'll miss them you know like oba is a great guy i learned so much from him like he was so good with me and obviously we still talk now you know but obviously it's part and parcel of football at the end of the day like as well as obviously i care about everyone that. Like, I'm in my own zone worrying about my myself, you know. So every man has their <laughs> their own oh, yeah. problems, bro. So <laughs> as much as I'm <laughs> I'm concerned for you, like <laughs> I'm thinking more about myself, yeah. you know. So yeah. it's kinda a thing like this is football, like you're never really gonna be on the top forever or be in the best position. So it's kinda like it's just part of course of, of football, obviously the changes and people moving on. So you just kinda wish them well, you know, and just yeah, kinda focusing yourself in the the present moment you're in.
3: No, I heard that. And obviously focusing on yourself, obviously you've had 271 minutes this season. That probably averages to like 21 minutes a game. And when I watch you, like, you come on and you sort of take advantage of every moment. Like, you want to make something happen. You want to make an impact. There was that shot against Crystal Palace. Yeah, like, yeah. message you saying that. <laughs> yeah, we thought yeah, that yeah. was in, man. <laughs> thought too, that man. was in, you know, Everton. Like, you can see you're hungry. Like, yeah. listen, I want to make a difference. Like, I really love your energy. But how sort of frustrating is it not to be playing regularly as you would like? It's very difficult, man. Like, it's been...
4: <sighs> One of probably one of the hardest seasons probably um, obviously I think it's it's gone on for probably a little while I remember in January probably last I was playing because last season was in the Europa League so yeah it didn't feel so bad at the beginning of the season I was playing in the Cups the game was like every two weeks so you might not play in the Premier League but I was in the squad coming on and stuff and I'd start every Europa League Cup game I was scoring goals and then as we've kind of gone out without going going to the later stages I felt like it's not really been playing as much and then that's when you kind of like just reevaluate the situation isn't it and as for this season it's been obviously a bit difficult obviously i'm in a contract situation as well so yeah it's been difficult to manage obviously both and obviously not playing as much as you like because at the end of the day it's almost like people have so much expectation of you but it's like bro i'm coming on for eight minutes bro i'm coming like, on for yeah. nine minutes <laughs> we're, we're winning one no bro the aim is to like See Hold game on, on to on. the yeah, lead, yeah. bro. It's not like I'm coming on. We need to go, um, having touch, bro. I might come on nine minutes and have one touch of the ball, bro. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm okay with doing that for the team, minute. It? But it's mm-hmm. like the expectations, like you have to come on literally and just. Bang. Score <laughs> like with, I haven't even got the ball, you obviously <laughs> come and score, bro. Like, but like, I feel like, like you said, when I've had substantial yeah. time like 20 minutes, 15 minutes like, for example, Wolves, I came you on, got the assist, impact, or like yeah. when I come on against Palace, or like the other day, yesterday, when I came on against Brighton at the crossbow. like I'm able to do something and obviously show myself. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not one to complain and moan about the situation. Like I said, if you bring one for nine minutes, I'm going to try my best in the nine minutes to help the team however they need me, you know, obviously. As a forward, it's easier, obviously, when you come on, maybe the team needs a goal because everyone wants to play forward, everyone's rushing. So, yeah, like I said, I've dealt with setbacks in my life. Like So I feel like it's just another so Eddie, another hurdle.
3: Are you someone to sort of like knock on the manager's door and say, Gaffer, like, is there anything in training that I need to do to tweak my game to get a start? Or what can I do, boss? Like, I want to be playing more. I've got so much to offer this team.
4: Yeah, like. I think so, to be fair. like I f- The manager's obviously quite an open person. So I felt like, this year more than ever, like I've probably never spoken to a manager so much. Like I've <laughs> literally spoken to him a lot of times, <laughs> innit? So like obviously at the end of the day, like he picks the team, he's gonna pick what he thinks is best, isn't it? At the end of the day, like even for example in the beginning of the squad season, like, I wasn't making a squad. I was even on the bench and stuff. So that in itself mentally is a lot to take. Like, you know, you you feel like you're at a certain level, obviously, but with the squad size, I wasn't even making a squad. So some people might react in a way and like bob it off and train to me I go hard and obviously go harder and try to obviously show that so I've spoken to the manager and obviously now I'm getting a bit a little bit more opportunities and stuff so like I said what's been the
3: reason like they say Eddie you know what I want from my strike I want them to do this like show you tactical movements I don't
4: really think it's it's a that to be fair I think it's just the situation you have to just look at the situation at the beginning of the season we had what three strikers myself um, Laka and Oba and he's just seen them obviously ahead of me like the the realism of the decision not so much as this i need to be doing this and training. Cause i'm training well i'm doing well with the opportunities but at the end of the day they've done well in their careers where obo was at a status in the club where it's like he's going to get the opportunities to play and he deserved them because obviously what he's done for the club so i don't think it was a thing where it's like what do i need to do it's just like these people are playing ahead and that's probably why
2: maybe i was looking at obviously other possibilities for the future so obviously you you mentioned that you're in a contract situation. So what's the current like situation right now as things stand?
4: Yeah, obviously well, I'm under contract to the end of the season, but my deal runs out. Obviously, there's been talks and obviously offers of obviously a new contract. But like I said at the moment, I'm just my aim is to play football, you know, and play regularly. So that's my ambition and that's what I hope to do. But at the same time, I'm at Arsenal. I love Arsenal. So I'm just trying to focus on the season so much and make sure I finish that in a good way and then sit down and see what I think is the best opportunity to allow me to take those steps and develop because for me I feel like I'm at the stage where I'm thinking because where I've had for example I've had signed a contract five years when I was 18 and in that five years how many starts have I have I had here like I've been here for I've been alone for what six months and been here for the rest of them and I probably started about 30 games maybe I've looked at everything like in all competitions 30 games and it's like you can never really like get to the heights you want like people start 30 games in one season you know Yeah. like these guys and I see obviously players my age that I've played with and they kick on it's like what's the difference between someone I was playing with England under 21 I was the captain for them and Mm -hmm. they're doing what I'm playing it's like it's not even a thing of looking at them and hating I'm happy for them but it's like how did they get to the point where they're feeling confident and playing it's like through playing those games and having that experience and that's what I felt like Okay, for me to take the next step and get to where I think I can get to, it's like I need to consider obviously getting more minutes and playing. So, yeah, that's a bit kind of the thinking behind it.
3: Yeah, because Arteta, especially around January time, I know there was a lot of noise. Um, Newcastle were interested, Palace were interested. Was anything sort of close in January? Like, was there like a possibility of you leaving?
4: I think so. Well, obviously, it was a transfer period so anyone can obviously leave and obviously, I know there was teams' interest and offers made, obviously rejected. In Germany as well, yeah. Yeah, obviously, offers were rejected but I try not to, obviously, I'm aware of the interest but I try not to get too hands-on those things it's like they kind of play a part to how you affect your day-to-day so obviously, I've got a good agency, good family around me, obviously, so I let them kind of deal with things and when it's real, like, potentially about to happen then that's when I'll I was stepping, you know. So yeah, I was just obviously, things were obviously, offers were made, but at the end of the day, I remained and I'm fully focused on finishing the season as well as I can. And then after that, I have time to think and decide what's best for my future.
3: Yeah, because Arteta sort of, as I said, he came out of a public display of affection saying, you know, Eddie, he's got Arsenal DNA, mm-hmm. we love him, training, like he's training very well. If he doesn't play, it's my fault, I take responsibility. Yeah. But words can only go so far. And at the moment when April, your contract runs out in June, would it be fair to say next season you won't be an Arsenal player?
4: <laughs> it's difficult to say. Obviously, at the moment, I'd say my my stance is the same. Like, I want to play games. Obviously, I've not started a game in the Premier League this season, which I'm not here complaining about, but it's like, for me, I think I'm at the level where I can play and potentially I could get the opportunity elsewhere. So that's why I'm thinking about it. So I try not to obviously dive to, obviously, you're free to speak with clubs and stuff now. But like I said, I try to leave my family and agency to do that sort of things. My stance is that I'll just be honest and clear that like my aim is to play football. You know, that's, that's what everyone's aim should be, you know. Yeah. So, like I said, there's not long left of the season now. So it's just about helping the team get and achieve their goals. And then after I can be. Potentially yourself and think about what I think is best with the people around me, and, and decide from there, kind of thing.
2: Do you think you and Lacazette can actually play together as a two? Yeah, so I feel like um,
4: Lacazette. I really like Lacazette as a player, you know, especially as a striker. You can appreciate obviously what he does when you play in the position, how hard it is, and yeah, I enjoy playing with Lacazette. I think more so when we're down, for example, like. The last game against Brighton or Palace, we come on and we switch to kind of like a two up front. So it is good. Like, I feel like most of my career I've played as a one, but when you're playing with a two, someone that like Laka who understands the game you can combine and link up with, it does help, man. Because I think also, as a centre forward, like when you're playing against a back three or back twos, like when it's one, it's easier for them to occupy. But when there's someone else, there's more space. You can drift out the game, you know, go into different areas. So I actually enjoy playing in a two and I think I can play with them, obviously. And... When I have done, I think it's done. It's been okay, you know.
3: Yeah, because uh, Arsenal fans, when you hear the noise, it's always like, we need a new number nine. Uber's gone. You know, let's sign Vlahovic. Let's yeah. sign Dominic, Calvert, Lewin. Are you sort of sitting there thinking, you know what? I can be a solution. Like, if you give me the minutes, like, sorry to go off on a tangent. Like, I think some players, like, they're happy. Okay, I start five, six games in a row. I play 60, 70 minutes. I miss chances or whatever. You know what? I can finally accept that. Maybe I'm not at this level, yeah. but with you, it doesn't feel like you've had that exactly. opportunity to have that run where, yeah. okay, you know what? Maybe I'm, not I'm just
4: n- yeah. yeah. That that's my probably my biggest frustration. It's like I can't remember the time I've ever had three games in a row like to actually play. So it's like you say all these things. Was like, how can you judge someone, bro? Like. Give someone an opportunity, you know. Like, cool. If I start three, four games, I don't score. That's on me. But if I start one game, <laughs> I'm starting okay. But we haven't scored. and I'm off at fifty-nine minute. Oh like. easy, yeah. What, what yeah. am I meant to do? You know, I'm mm. coming on eight, seven minutes to to come and save the day, man. Every t- you get, it. it's difficult, <laughs> yeah. bro. Like, give you want. That's what you want as a player, like an opportunity. Five, six games in a row. Like, cool. You played. You played. You're not delivered. You can hold your hands up and say, cool. Like you said, maybe I'm not of that, or I need to improve. So it's like. That's the frustration for me is like you need to collect the evidence even for myself when i play if i've played four or five games then i know cool i struggled with these things in these four or five games this is what i need to go away and improve on but you don't really feel like you you've got that opportunity or you're gonna get that opportunity so that's probably the, the hardest thing
2: And like just as, as an example we can even use like tammy abraham for yeah. example he you know was a highly rated young english striker scoring goals at youth level but didn't really get the chance at Chelsea obviously he had that one breakthrough season yeah. on the front lampard it's gone to Roma and now he's been linked with like 100 million pound moves yeah. to, to Man City and Man United and I'm in a group channel I always defend you because I think yeah. you're a good player I think you're a goal scorer and if you get that opportunity you will take it yeah um but yeah, like when you do come off the bench, what is that mentality? Are you thinking I need to score to get a start or are you just thinking if I help the team turn the game around, that will probably be enough? I think I'm a
4: goal scorer like I, I always on every time I'm on a, even I'm on a bit for 2 2 minutes, but I'm hoping I can score, you know. That's just me as a person. That's how I've been as a kid, you know what I mean? But obviously you have to respect the the demands of the game. Like I'm realistic. I think when I was a lot younger, I think obviously when you Played my first two games. Like I scored my first touch. So it's like the expectation is get <laughs> yeah. Every time you so call it a pit, I'm in my yeah. head. I'm thinking I can score <laughs> yeah. if you get any touch. But it's like the reason of the situation. Like I look through the team. Like how many people have come off the bench who even scored for us this season? Like there's not many. You know what I mean? So it depends on the situation. You know. I feel like I try to do the best with the minutes I can. Obviously, and I think it's about mentally getting your head around, prepare. Because sometimes you can expect more. Like think I've done well here. I deserve to start, and then you don't start, and then. Mentally, it's difficult to take. So, I just try to, like I said, do as best as I can with the situation I'm in and help the team as much as I can. And, well, if that's scoring a goal, that's scoring a goal. If that's helping see out the lead, that's helping see out the lead. You know what I mean?
3: So, what's the mood in the camp right now? Because obviously, the past week, two defeats, it's sort of like, oh, Arsenal have hit a tricky patch. Like, everyone was sort of saying they're going to finish top four. But now, sort of, Tottenham are favourites for that you know, naturally that's going to knock your confidence because you're used to winning football matches. Mm. So how are the boys feeling? Like what message can you give Arsenal fans about the current sort of mental state of the players right now?
4: I can give the fans a message that we're fighting to do everything we can to bounce back. You know, I think obviously sometimes it's difficult and you've obviously lost back to back, but you can't forget about the run that we've obviously been on. And I think all the players know that. And all confident and you know training hard working hard to make sure we we turn it around you know I think there's a lot to play for and you know we're going to give out all these last six seven weeks to to make sure we try and finish as high as possible.
3: So so also like with your minutes or not starting do you think it's interlinked with the contract situation kind of thing because again we've interviewed a lot of footballers and they sort of say you know there's football politics that AC, the club are trying to coax me into signing a deal. Then I'll start kind of, do you think politics or? <sighs>
4: Listen man, I'm no politician, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm no politician, I don't know man, yeah. but at the end of the day, like I just try not to even think about all that because mm. at the end of the day, whether I think it is that or not, I can't change it. It's not gonna change my mm. situation, you get it. So, like I said, I try to be as positive as I can. And yeah, like, yeah. Put myself in the best mental frame, you know that. Listen, this is your situation. Psh. The good thing about your situation you have an opportunity to choose and decide your future you know so yeah. like just look at it as that and try and do as best as you you can can so yeah that's that's the way i try to look at
2: it and talk to us about your international future um obviously you're the record goal scorer for the under 21s you've knocked in bare goals <laughs> yeah <laughs> man yeah. on goals um and obviously that that's basically evidence you've shown yeah, that you yeah. can score consistently but well, obviously Ghana have qualified um, for the World Cup. Yeah. And... We were We were stressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice, you, you guys won the plantain derby, man. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. Jalef we are
3: are. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> Nigeria and oh. Paris,
2: I was trying yeah. to hide from that. Yeah, you? man. Yeah, that obviously, you, you also qualified to to play for Ghana. Yeah. Is that something? The Ghanaian FA have been in touch with you? Have they spoken to you? Or?
4: Yeah. So, obviously, like you said, uh, my parents are both Ghanaian of Ghana heritage. So... Yeah, of course it's a it's a possibility. You know, I think I'm open to both. Whether it's playing for Ghana and obviously um, England as well. Like I said, I've played through the youth team, so naturally, when I was obviously younger, it's just made sense. Obviously, they called me up to go and go and play for them. So, obviously, you know, it's good. Obviously, being from Ghana, you're obviously happy that they've qualified for the World Cup. Obviously, I know players like Thomas. I'm happy for them as well. So. Listen, it's always good to have that opportunity to potentially do that. Has Thomas
3: been in your air. Thomas I need some kenke as well. <laughs> he, has
4: he has, he has, <laughs> to be fair. And I think, like you said, um the situation I'm in is kinda like that's priority first, like my club situation. You gotta know what you're doing for the season. There's no point in looking too far ahead when there's something that a big decision in your mm. your career coming in front. So I've kind of always been consistent when I've you know, had that talks or potentially to put that across that like at the moment my full focus is obviously my club and making sure I sort out things for next season and then obviously before once that's finished then I can really sit down with my family and have that kind of discussion so I'll just say it's, it's open to both you know like I'm not closing the door to anything and obviously it's great to have the opportunity to, to do so.
3: Yeah because like Apparently Ghana trying to make a drive. Like they're trying to get Tariq Lamptey. Kyle. they're trying to get Cho. They're trying to get the Anaki brothers. Like, yeah. and obviously if all those players, like it could be a mad World Cup. So like and also do you sort of look at it from a strategic point of view that okay, England, Harry Kane, let's say he's gonna be there for the next four or five years if mm. he's fit. And obviously England playing a one, maybe Tammy's probably gonna be number yeah. two. Do you look at it like potentially like let me sort of look look at this strategically like where do I kind of fit into that kind of thing like is it you know viable I feel like
4: to be fair I haven't really looked at it in that way to be fair I just look at it like from an individual point of view I look at myself and where I think my ceiling is you know so I don't shy away from competition you know I feel like there's competition everywhere so that's why I feel like I'm so focused on my club career because I know if I'm doing well at my club and doing consistently like doors were open to everything so I've kind of with that just like I said put that to the side where it's like I can look at that in the near future once I've sorted that out you know but I'm like I said I've not shut the door to anything I'm open to to both but it's the best position to have at the moment
3: no that makes sense man so yeah I think this has been a yeah dope chat and obviously we've got a gift for you you know we speak to the people at goal hangers that they gave us a frame of like your record-breaking goal thank you yeah thank when you, man, you scored against you. turkey when ses played you in <laughs> i know man <laughs> you just slammed <laughs> it no, in so like, Ces, man. yeah we want to like present you this man like yeah,
4: no, i appreciate that man thank you so much guys
2: no Been problem like. man so it's talk good. talk to us about that goal man what was going through your head you know what obviously
4: the record i need before i didn't really know about the records you know but then as i started to get closer like the people have spoken so like the gaffer ad at the time was great guy man love ad obviously I was captain so he spoke to me quite a lot you know and then he kind of just sat me down he was like bro do you know like you're so close to like breaking a record I was like yeah and then he showed me and I was like oh wow and then obviously I went home to my parents and I (laughs) I think at the time I was like I was a bit away in it but he was like just saying like you know what I mean like the rate you're scoring because I was scoring like almost every game I think uh, I scored a hat trick and then I was like maybe one or two off it or something so obviously going into the game I knew I was kind of score, but Shout out to the lads, like they were all saying like, listen, we're going to feed gonna, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you it, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, like, I'm definitely going to score, I'm going to get a sweaty goal or something, like, <laughs> so, yeah, when I got through and I scored, it was just like, it's a relief, man, it's like, obviously at the end of the day, a lot of people have played, a lot of top players have played for England on the 21s, but I remember watching it when I was young, seeing how many players have played there, so, it's a blessing, man, to, so obviously I've broke the record and obviously something that no one can take away from you. obviously until someone maybe breaks it like <laughs> yeah, <you know>. yeah. <laughs> you know records I mean? are there to be broken yeah, exactly. isn't for it? now That's it's it. with me so yeah I'm happy with that man
3: and another thing we sort of didn't cover was like your hat trick against Sunderland man like yeah. you have had some highlights this season yeah. it's not all been sort of on the bench and stuff like no, you definitely. show your worth so it's like you're doing what you can with the minutes that are given so it's yeah. like yeah, no, definitely
4: that was a highlight, man. I think, like you said, I see some people say, like, the Karabo Cup's your cup, but I was like, bro, that's the only <laughs> that's that's not the really cup like I score yeah, every yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah Like, yeah. realistically, yeah, that's yeah. probably why I've done so well. Like, I play all the time. Majority, of it, I get the opportunity to play 90 minutes and stuff, so there's more opportunity for me to score and play well. So, no, like you said, I've had some high, obviously there's been lows, but there's also been some some highs, and obviously I've scored quite a few goals in that, that competition, and that hat-trick is great. Like, it was my first kind of senior hat-trick, so... To the match point. yeah, man.
3: Yeah, we saw the smile on your face, man. man. The interview after, you're like, listen, like I just want to play, like I'm hungry to play. I'm here, you know, kind of thing, and that's what you can do, man.
4: Exactly, man. That's that's what we can do, man.
3: So, like in terms of obviously, I know Arsenal fans because you read a lot in the media about you and Lacazette, your contracts coming to an end. Like, so naturally, people are thinking, yeah, Eddie's moving on, Lacazette's moving on. Like, what can you say to them if this is your last season? As an Arsenal player Like if
4: What I can say is just that I love the club Like I'm a childhood supporter as well You know People need to remember this. like It's always been my goal To be the number nine At Arsenal And Like That and that only You know Like I think I've always felt I'm good enough to do that And I've always been driven Towards that But what I will say is like I'm 100% Totally committed to To the club And achieving their goals This season You know And like I said, whether I get 5, 10, 15 a start, I want to try and do as much as I can to help the team you know, and do well. So obviously I want to do as well as much as they want to win as well. So, yeah, that's my aim to just do as well as I can for the end of the season. And
2: then we'll see what the future holds after that. Yeah, man, and we wish you all the best. We're a
3: quick fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, we're just going to quickly go into maybe three questions yeah. outside of football. So what do you get up to?
4: playstation <laughs> playstation shopping yeah. um you yeah,
3: can see by the drip man uh, <laughs> i try one to man check the ground we came, two, man, we the came at the studio we <laughs> recognise yeah, you straight yeah.
4: away man there was no
3: no ifs <laughs> or maybes man
4: yeah man just into that a bit um yeah just with my family with my friends man pretty pretty chilled no crazy crazy hobbies or crazy different hobbies just normal stuff man to be fair but i just like to chill and be with my friends and family
3: yeah, so how do you also cope with like the media spotlight because recently we've seen like Ivan tony embroiled in some things where you know yeah, people can edit things and make players look like they say something <laughs> i yeah, think I phil know. foden and his family got involved in like a ruckus at yeah. a boxing match so how do you sort of deal with that sort of fame because obviously you're recognizable you play for one of the biggest clubs in england yeah. so how do you sort of protect yourself from any sort of shenanigans
4: Let's try to keep it easy, man. (laughs) Be steady, you get? I think, yeah, I just always be aware of my surroundings, you know. Don't do too much, but I feel like I'm pretty chill Obviously, I like to enjoy my time off and stuff. So it's just about doing it in a sensible way, you know, and obviously at the right moments, at the right time. So, obviously. And yeah, man, Like I haven't really had no bad experiences. Most of the Arsenal fans I see in person, <laughs> they're all showing me love. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can't talking complain. Like,
3: general people in the public, you know, yeah. people trying to like hold yeah. your yeah, like
4: bait unit. You, 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 you just got to be easy. Like I think when you go out from the end, you're always kind of like street aware, man. You've always got to give your toes around there and come to rob you or something. I feel like I'm just streetwise. wise. I just know how to navigate through. So. I just stay away from any any dramas man.
2: And how do you deal with the fame? I just keep a level
4: head, man. I never try to get too high or too low. Like I remember after I scored the hat trick, like obviously I was happy, but I kind of was just on my way home with my cousin, in it? My cousin staying with me, like he's like, bro, man, like why aren't you bothered? Why are you like more <laughs> gas like that? Like, like. Obviously I'm happy with the hat trick, but Bro, it's just how the game goes. Like I'm gonna score out I might not score the next game, I'm gonna be angry. So rather just mm, try to yeah, my dad always it. taught me that like, just manage the eyes, man. Just try not to get too high and try not to get too low, man, and just keep it steady. But at the same time, like obviously the thing fam- it's a blessing, isn't it, man? A blessing in the curse. So just gotta use it as much as you can, obviously, to other people around you and that's that's what I try to do, man.
3: So like who's the best player that you've ever played with in terms of talent? Like you thought, you know what, this guy's just too wavy, too sick. But, like young player? no like, i'm talking pro like arsenal even under 21s
4: it's difficult man i'll say if i'm talking about like first team at arsenal probably santi Cozzolo, man oh uh, yeah a, a lot of people pro, say that yeah,
3: yeah.
4: He, he was said that again. Maybe Joe said come out he oh, was yeah. a joke man i can't lie. he's left foot right foot this looks like some little yeah he looks little he's a bit kind of stocky as yeah he just, yeah it really look like you know some guys got their Football you <laughs> he, he don't really look like it But bro mad. You <laughs> can't get the ball Off this guy mm. man Like literally Can't get off him Left foot right foot I remember we used to do Like set pieces With us and the black like, The players Like he'll be taking A call for his right foot mm. like, no 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 <laughs> Like out swinger The guy would just sorry, Walk over to his left foot Put in a <laughs> Put mm. it onto Cultures. his head cultured, cultured. Man. I'm like bro This guy was a joke man As for young players There's a lot man But What's really just coming to my head is probably, I'll say, if I had to give it, I'll say Sanch, man. I remember playing with Sans like, the first time, England on the 19s. I think we played, like, Vera Islands, something like that. Like, And obviously, you hear about people's names. Obviously, I know Sanch through the ends. Yeah, um, he's from, like, Kennedy. I've played Sanche, against yeah. him a few times. Obviously, he's from South as well. So, you just hear about him. But like, I'd never really been on the same team with him. So, I was just thinking, like see what this guy's getting, yeah, see what he's, what he's really like saying, he's obviously bro this guy's having fun <laughs> yeah. with life. Yeah. usually sometimes you know when you play with someone like they take loads of touches you think like this guy's just doing. Yeah. bro like he will be, I remember that game, I scored four goals, this guy assisted three of my goals That like, and uh, yeah, on a plate yeah. for me, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he do, he'll do everything like all his tricks mm-hmm. and then boom, just slip you in bro like, he, bro is a joke man like, probably yeah the most most yeah. talented I've I've seen man
3: he's coming into a bit of form this season man like we yeah, wish yeah. him well I like him good like, guys on oh, man good guy, good guy. Um,
2: Eddie last one from me um, best player in the Premier League for you <sighs> probably De Bruyne man <sighs>
4: O'Brien is a joke, I'd say. Yeah. say. I like Harry Kane as well, too. I think what he's doing, I remember mean, it's crazy, but yeah, uh, Kevin O'Brien on some of the passes you can see, you just you just dream of getting on the end of the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dream of getting on and
3: the end of And obviously I just want to make it clear you respect Harry Kane as a striker because you know some <laughs> mad fans can yeah. be like oh, yeah, yeah, RP. You yeah, know, you know there's twisted yeah, fans yeah, yeah, yeah. in
2: it, you know no, what I'm saying. You know, some people yeah. click this out. Yeah.
3: You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. there's some sick fans <laughs> yeah, out there, yeah, sorry, man. But no, Eddie is being now a I wanted privilege. I to ask um, one more question. Obviously, the title race this season, back and forth, it's mad right now. In your opinion, who do you think is going to win the Premier League? Like, based on the two teams that you've that you played this season, how would you stack up the quality? Where you think, oh, this side slightly edge it, or like, how do you see it?
4: Tough one, man. I think it's very close. To be fair, that like, both teams are really good. Joke to play against, man. But if I had to choose one, I'll probably say I think Man City. You know, just nip it for me. But do I know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That. <laughs> You've got your own stuff to sort <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah but like, I yes. think I think yeah. yeah. See, both teams are great, but I think maybe City City will just nip it.
3: Yeah, man. As I said, like I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with you in the in the summer obviously we wish you the best. We want you to see your career elevate and it kind of reminds me of a certain situation when we had Keenan Davis on our podcast. He was at Aston Villa, wasn't getting games Mm. and he sort of said to us like, yeah, I'm open to going out on loan and like, I'm not sure if you've seen if you check his record in the Champions, he's absolutely destroying the league. So, it just shows that, you know, even if you don't, Sort of make your name at like a bigger club or ever you can go somewhere else build your name up. Yeah. I think that's what these clubs like. They like track record. Yeah, the yeah, bigger yeah, club, yeah, isn't it? Like definitely. they'll probably go with track record over mm-hmm. a younger player, so to speak, man. So if you do leave, no doubt they're going to be back firing goals, man. And we wish hey, you the man, best, man. Thank yeah. you, man.
4: Been a
2: pleasure, guys. Been a yeah. pleasure. Yeah, so we're gonna leave it there. That's another episode of the Beautiful Game podcast. Follow our social handles: Twitter at podcast underscore tbg instagram at pod underscore tbg like the video subscribe to the youtube channel the beautiful game and we will see you next time peace mobile phone companies say they offer home internet